This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. Stress, everybody has it. Everybody. So how do we deal with it? How can we eliminate the bad stuff? And how can we use stress to actually help reboot or reconfigure in a positive manner for success at every level? Well, joining us is registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. How are you doing today? I am great. My name is Bryn Griffiths. I'm your host. This is podcast number 10. That's awesome. Celebrate. Yeah. I know. I feel like we should. Hang on a second. While we are talking here, let me see. You're right. It's podcast number 10, so we need to do something a little bit special, or we need to have something. Got to mark the occasion. Well, I think that it would be kind of appropriate if we did that, but, you know, here again, trying to find something last spur of the moment is always tough. I'll get to it at the end of the end of the podcast. Today's topic, you know, I'm always fascinated by the titles of the topic. Today, it is... You can't do rehab at a crack house. Organize your space. When I saw that, I went, "Wow, where do we uh, where do we go with this?" Right off the top, I'll let you start. Well, you know, the whole point of that little statement that I use all the time is that your environment makes a difference, right? Um, if we want to get something done, if you're trying to do rehab, you don't want to be around a bunch of drug addicts. You don't want to be around places where you're going to be tempted all the time. That just makes sense, right? You want a clean environment. You want to make sure that you have things that are going to, uh, enhance your recovery as opposed to tempt you at every turn. And so, well, that totally makes sense. I mean, that, that, that statement makes sense to most people. Don't, don't try to do rehab at a crack house. Right. But we try to do uh, our emotional rehab or grow in a certain direction or, or meet some goals. And we don't really think about how our emotional space, but also how our physical space plays into that. But it is very, very, very important. I've often been told by people who've gone through rehab mm-hmm. and they said, it's so important to surround yourself with positive influencers yeah. to get the enablers away from you mm-hmm. to make sure that you get steered in a proper direction. Do you believe that? Absolutely. The people you're around, um, they have a huge, huge influence on, on how you function. Um, I, well, I'll tell you a story. So, uh, I was, how old was I? I was, I think 24 when I moved to the States to go to graduate school. And, um, I had, I had a fairly dysfunctional upbringing with my family and stuff like that. And so particularly with my dad. And so we used to like butt heads a lot. He used to like be fairly abusive and stuff like that. Right. And so I was like, I was in Michigan we, we lived here in Edmonton and it was awesome being that far away, honestly. Yeah. And so I started to, to grow. I started to like, to start to change, start to improve myself. I went to therapy. I was going to therapy every week. I started to grow. And what would happen is. I would, uh, I'd get to a certain point, my life would be great. And then Christmas break would come and I'd drive home and I'd be home. And what I found was I would regress as soon as I, you know, hit Edmonton city limits <laughs> and started talking to my family or whatever, I would regress. And when I went back, I was behind, I was, I was, I was further behind than when I left school. Right. Really? And so, I, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so I'd have to work hard to do whatever it was, whatever the, the, the habits I was changing at the time, you know, I had a, an issue with anger. At, at that time as well. So I'd find myself much, much more irritable. I'd have to work back and see myself, my, my psychologist and, you know, keep working on that. The next time I went home, 
Same thing happened, except, you know, I understood the concept now because she explained it to me. Um, but then when I came back, I was only four months behind instead of six months behind. <laughs> so it was getting better, right? Yeah. And over time, I was able to go back and protect myself so that I wasn't, if I did go back, if I did slide back, it wasn't like, uh, you know, six months or a year or whatever. It might be a couple weeks or, or whatever. So who we're around it makes a huge difference, but also the environment, the physical environment. So one of the things that used to happen to me is that I'd come home, I'd get into the house and everything around me was so familiar with how I used to grow up, how I used to act, um, the, you know, different ways that I used to like contribute to my own stress, the ways that the environment, like, you know, my family would contribute to the stress, everything would be there. And I didn't have to think about it. I would just fall into the old patterns, just, just like that. And so, so that, that is something we don't often think about, but if you, Anybody who's studied like psychology or science or anything like that has probably heard of Pavlov's dogs, right? Ring so, the bell. Yep, ring the bell. So basically, for anybody who doesn't know the story, so Pavlov, this uh, Russian, um, he was a physiologist actually, and so what he did was he he ha- he brought some food into the dogs and he'd feed the dogs and he'd ring a bell every time he fed the bo- fed the dogs, right? And then after a while, he did that for several times. Then after a while, he would just ring the bell and the dogs would start to salivate. And that was called a Pavlovian response, right? And so it's, it's classical conditioning is what they call it in my business lingo. So uh, the idea is just a stimulus will have somebody have the same physiological response as the actual thing, like the actual food. So, but that works for all of us. We all are classically conditioned in many, many different ways. So the, the physical environment we're in has a huge effect on our mood, our state of mind, how creative we are, how good we are at managing stress, how good we are at giving or receiving love. All these things have a, uh, are, uh, are affected in a big way by the physical environment we have. So you come back the first time, and you just fall into that pattern. Oh, yeah. The second time you come back, you're recognizing now some yeah. things. That's a big eye-opener, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a big eye-opener for me to realize, oh, okay, this is why this is why this is so frustrating for me <laughs> because as soon as I get back there – and, and it, what was funny, too, was that even if, you know, I would sometimes come back and say dad would be in a good mood or whatever, he'd be, he'd be different. He wouldn't be doing the same things he would be doing, but I was reacting the same way that I always reacted, sure. right? I mean, yeah. he, didn't have to, he didn't have to do anything. I was already – I was ahead of him, right? It's like, oh, yeah, you're going to do this, but you know what I mean? He, even if he didn't, I was, already, I was already prepared, right, in a negative way. One of the things we talk about is organizing your space. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people, that would be, oh, the room, the, the living room, the bedroom. Uh, but uh, some of that space up here, right? I, I, all your space, your mental space, your emotional space, your spiritual space, but your physical space is, is, uh, is a big thing too. You know, recently I was actually doing a, um, a keynote for an organization in Chicago and it was one of these, you know, it was a really old hotel, really big ballroom. And I, you know, I went there ahead of time just to see what the setup was. And it was beautiful. They had, they had tables set up and all the chairs were lined up. I went up to the top and looked from the stage, looked down and, you know, no one was there yet, but like you could actually see the rows of the chairs from like you just walk down and, and it was really, really well done. And I could just feel myself relax. And what I, what I noticed is that a lot of the higher, the, the better establishments, this is exactly what they do when they have a workshop or a, a, like a wedding or any kind of event they make sure that space is meticulous. They make sure it's organized, it's well laid out, it's clean, it's predictable, because they know that the environment does most of the work 
for them. That, you know, the guests come in, everybody feels at ease. They don't always know. They may not always be able to articulate why they feel this way, but they really do feel like it's, oh, this is a quality place. Oh, this is great. Everything was top notch, right? And it's that little, I would say, subconscious um, gift that uh, organization gives you that this is what we can create on a deli- in a deliberate way in our environment. Because if we don't, chaos will just breed stress without us knowing it. The Drake Hotel. <laughs> is uh, is a is is a, uh, there's no words to describe it in Chicago, but it has that glamour, it has mm-hmm. that glitz, it has that Chicago feel from the yeah. 1930s, it, and it's there's something warm and comfortable, and uh, it's like a comfortable pair of shoes Absolutely. or an old chair. So I can see how you would think that. Yeah, we were actually at the the Chicago Hilton, which is like the same down the, same, yep, down down the, the street yep. down Michigan Avenue, right? Yeah. Yep. So it was it was the same sort of thing, right? The old Grand Hotel. Yep. Yeah, the same sort of feeling, right? Yeah. One of the things we talked about on a podcast, of, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, is how little things like making your bed in the morning, <laughs> right. uh, organizing your desk. Mm-hmm. Keeping your car clean. Mm-hmm. Those are all ways of keeping you calm. It works for me. Little thing. And th- see, th- and this is the thing. Sometimes these things are so small, so obvious, so like easy that we don't even think to do them. We just, ah, no, I'll do that later. Oh, that's not that important. But, you know, making the effort to just get in there and do that. Huge, right? And when I get into a car and it's clean, even if it's clean on the outside and then clean on the inside, it's like, oh, that's great. And I just feel better. It's, it seems to drive better even, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just better. But if I got like papers everywhere, I haven't taken out the garbage for a while. I got like you know, chip bags in the back. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't feel quite as put together myself. <laughs> and, and so even though it's just transportation to my, you know, six minute commute or whatever it might be. It's like it's still, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel like my day started as good as it does when everything is clean and neat and orderly. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress as we do every week. And you can check us out on Facebook. Just go to Ask Dr. Gans, DR for doctor. It's as simple as that. <laughs> the, uh, you know, we talk about having those little places of sanctuary yeah. where you can just kind of go, oh, yeah. that's so important. It is, you know, so <clears throat> talk about when I was younger. Uh, so my, my dad was a bit of a hoarder and I used to live with him um, for, especially when I was going to university. And so there was, there was just stuff everywhere. Right. And one of the things, like, I wish I had known this thing cause I didn't really know this, but somehow I would like, you know, find a little corner and just kind of be there and outside of the chaos what I would do now, if I had to do it again, what I would, I would like just even like a four by four foot little space, put up some like sheets or curtains or whatever. And in that one the little space it is, I would make that an organized space that I could then escape to. Right. And I've done this with some of my coaching clients is help them to set up a little space in their house, especially, you know, uh, some with a lot of kids or if there's a lot of like movement or if they're you know, one of the th- worst things I think people can have is those open open concept offices. Really, really bad for everything. Productivity. With the cubicles oh, and the that cubicles, kind of thing. cubicles, yeah, no roof. And, every, you know, you can hear everybody talking and stuff like that. It's brutal. It's really bad. Um, but if you can carve out a little bit of a space where, you know, you have some stuff that you actually like to look at. And it could be in order, right? Like you, your, your papers lined up, your pens are all put in your little cup. You know, the stuff is not crazy on your desk. Or the same thing at home. You have a comfortable chair. You got maybe a plant or a couple plants or a picture you like to see. Just somewhere that you can make a little bit of a sanctuary and keep that in a certain order. 
that is a, you know, just a place you can escape to. And getting there can help reduce your blood pressure, reduce your stress level, all that other stuff. But even just knowing you have it <laughs> when you're out in the world and you're out in the stress, just even visualizing it or remembering that you can get there when you go home or, you know, you have five minutes where you can sit in your little space at the office or find a little garden you can sit in whenever you have a, a, a coffee break or lunch. Just knowing that it's there in a lot of ways helps you to manage stress better, but then also helps you just to be able to get through whatever you need to get through to stay healthy and productive throughout the day. This little sanctuary thing, does this even go back as far as when you're a little kid and you oh, yeah. build a little fort, fort yeah. in behind uh, the couch <laughs> and a couple of tables oh, yeah. and uh, no girls allowed, you know, all that kind of stuff that young guys, uh, young boys would go through. It's your, it's your, it's your one little place. Yeah. Yeah. Safe and we all place. need, we all need solitude, right? And that's, that's what you're getting there. And, and you can set it up the way you want. And that's the nice thing. It's yours. You're not going to be disturbed, hopefully, right? Mom doesn't take the cushions off your top of your fort. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a place where you can just go and be and have your own space. And when, when you can have that and it's in order, your, your brain just feels settled. It feels calm, right? Um, if you can add some nature to that, like even a picture of nature or if you can have a plant or you know, the view of the yard or whatever, that makes it even better, right? Because when we, when we connect with nature, we actually – we do our bodies and our physiologies uh, a big favor. You're tuned in to Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. You can also check us out online at askdrgans.com. It's pretty simple. Chaos is a big thing. You just got to get it out of there. Yeah, and, and wherever you find it, whether it's whether it's a physical chaos, which like we're talking about today, or just chaos in terms of time if you're not organized. A couple a couple. Um, Episodes ago, we talked about organizing and planning your time and stuff right. like that, right? That's another kind of chaos where you're always rushing and stuff like that. But, you know, something simple like, okay, when I come home, my keys go in that bowl every time, right? Um, if I need to find the remote, it's always there, right? Um, you know, just, just some little routines that you have make a huge difference instead of like every morning, ah, oh, crap, where did I put my keys? Are these pants? Oh, man. Hey, every, honey, morning, every morning. Every morning <laughs> at our place, I hear that. <laughs> but but the, the, there will be some people who, and I'm like that. Mm -hmm. I like to have my keys at the same spot all the time. I like the remote at the same place. But, you know, uh, some others in the house don't necessarily see that world the same way. <laughs> And, you know, you're even mocked a little bit for, oh, my God. Yeah. You know Why what I'm so saying? so anal? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it always bothers me a little bit because that's a great way for me to relieve my stress. I don't have Absolutely. to worry anymore. I know exactly where everything is, right? It's like, well, it, it's the same thing. Organizing your fridge, organizing your spice rack. Uh, I, I can't remember. I think somebody said they spend a year and a half looking for spices if you're Spice rack isn't organized, right? In in your lifetime, right? Not a year and a half. Okay. Like one, yeah. <laughs> right. But you know, that's those little the little things add up in terms of time, but more importantly, they add up in terms of like unnecessary stress. Why do you need to give yourself that stress of having to like panic or run around or look for stuff all the time when you can just put it in the same place and it's organized? You know exactly where it's going to be, right? Um, you think of a, a pilot, right? Uh, the pilots in the cockpit so long, they really almost don't have to think about where the switches are, where the where everything is. They know because it's always there. But if, if imagine what you would feel like if you're in a plane where every time you went in, the pilot had to figure out where all the switches were, where, right? That would not be a lot of fun. And you could just imagine the stress that the pilot would have to deal with. So um, it's the same thing. Why not reduce our stress by having things organized and in order? And it just, it just makes life a 
a lot more simple, then we can use our brain and our energy for stuff that's more productive. The problem is that not everybody agrees with that. And I'm totally on board with everything you're saying here, but there is other, you know, there's other examples of people outside in the world that don't see it the same way, and yet that adds to your stress. Well, it, it adds to your stress. It adds to their stress by not doing it. They don't know, right? This is this is the problem, because part of part of humanity is we adjust really, really well. We get used to certain things, and we, you know, well familiarity is a little bit higher value than quality or success or um, productivity or different things like that. If, if we're used to doing things in a certain way, and it may be a chaotic way, we think that's right, or we feel like we feel comfortable in that environment, right? When we don't have that, it feels weird until we adjust and we get used to it, and then the new way feels better. But it takes time and it takes effort to get there. But, but a lot of us, honestly are used to living a highly stressed life without even knowing it. One of the things, um, well, I've done this in workshops uh, and also with my coaching clients, is we'll go through a little grounding exercise and just have people kind of just kind of feel their butt in their seats and feel their feet on the floor, take a few, and usually it's like a minute, maybe two minutes. And almost 100% of the time, people feel far more relaxed than when they started. But everybody that I ask, they always say, no, I was relaxed. Oh, yeah, I was totally relaxed. Oh, now, now <laughs> I'm way more relaxed now, right? So like, you weren't really that relaxed. You're just used to that level of stress. But now you're really relaxed. And it, and sometimes that relaxation freaks them out a little bit because, like, what is this? I've never felt this kind of, like, loose and relaxed and heavy before. So sometimes that's, it can be even, even the, the change can be a little stressful even though they're going in the right direction. Some people feel the expression, you're a creature of comfort, is viewed negatively when really it should be viewed positively. Yeah, yeah. We, well, the, the comfort, if you understand, if it's true comfort, right? If right. it's true comfort as opposed to just familiarity, right? Because if you're, if you're a creature of familiarity, which feels comfortable to some extent, um, <laughs> but we can, be, we can be comfortable in our discomfort, where if you really want to change, I know this is convoluted, but if you really want to change, you have to be comfortable. You have to be get comfortable feeling uncomfortable so you can grow. <laughs> People can go back and hear this a couple extra times over to, to figure out where you're going if with you're that. If you're confused, call me. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. We're kind of wrapping up anyway here. That That is it for today. Each podcast, we try to chip away at the stress monster a little bit, bit by bit, with some helpful advice and some tips. And if you have any questions, that's exactly what you can do. Don't hesitate to drop us a note on the website, which is askdrgans.com. That's askdrgans.com. Post a quick note below the podcast. There's a little box, a little, you'll, you'll see it. Everybody can figure that out. If you love draw, the show. Draw, draw a little diagram of what I just explained. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. If you, if you love the show, you can tell us. We'd love to hear from that. Positive comments, negative comments. Maybe you want to hear something in particular. Just tell us uh, what you're interested in because we get back to absolutely everybody. Let's quickly talk about your book, which is The Me Factor. Yeah. Great book. Oh, thank just, you. Just fantastic. And and I really, truly believe this, having gone through it now, that it's a book that's going to sit now on a shelf mm -hmm. for a year or two, and I guarantee I'm going to go right back to it mm -hmm. again, and it's going to feel as new and as fresh to me two years from now as it did when I read it a month ago. 
Well, it's got layers, right? And yeah. it's got some stuff that you, you want to get in there. And, and what I use it for is just a manual. I use it uh, as a guidebook to go in there. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do this and write some stuff in there. I don't, I, I don't want people to just read it. You know, make notes, underline stuff, like, you know what I mean, dog ear pages, because it's, it's to be used. It's to be consumed. It's not just to, you know, look pretty. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's stuff in there. I go back and I reread it and I read it. I was talking to my daughter this morning. And um, she just, you know, got her first ticket from driving, and she was kind of freaked out and stuff. I said, "Okay, that's 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 okay. This, we all go through it." Oh yeah. And, um, that she, you know, she's struggling with, you know, balancing work and school and different things. I said, "You know, I I know I'm here, and you can ask me stuff, but you know, you should probably read this book, right?" And she <laughs> said, "Yeah, I, I know. I need to read this. I could just just use it as a manual, keep you on the straight and narrow." So. Well, we're looking for customer reviews, so just go to the website, which is askdrgans.com. Go to the shop page, and that's where you'll see there's a spot where you can give us a few moments of your time and just give us your thoughts on the book. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, the website is askdrgans.com, and take a look at the many features on there as well. We've touched on a few of them briefly today. There's seminars, great, cool stuff that you can buy. Also, the book, The Me Factor, and don't forget how you can reach us, in particular you, for any public speaking engagements because you love getting involved. You like being out there talking to everybody. So love that's great. teaching. Yep. That's it for today. Dr. Gans, thanks for your time. More Always great stuff it. to come. Oh, hang on a second. I promised something special here for, <laughs> for our 10th episode. Our, yes, exactly. Now it's nothing. Don't get too excited by it because just let's see what we got here. Oh, there we go. I love it. Isn't that nice? <laughs> exactly. And, and the audience likes it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Our can studio audience, yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, I just I had to find something because I just thought it would be uh, somewhat appropriate there to uh, to do that. Tenth podcast, fun stuff. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Have yourself a great day. And uh, what more can I say? But ten in the books. <laughs> One, two, three. Listen.